0: this out.
1: Well, good uh, afternoon. We're in the afternoon. Yeah, this is Steve Madden and Pastor Paul Vincent is with me. Good, mo- uh, good afternoon, Pastor. Uh,
0: good afternoon, Steve.
1: All righty, and uh, we're here and we are doing the Foundations podcast. And uh, today we uh, we're going to kind of take a little uh, deviation. I don't know if it's a deviation, but what we're going to do you know, something that hopefully is a little fun but also it's going to be some learning in this type of thing and um, we we're, we're, we're talking about praise and worship in the church now praise and worship uh, and, uh, and there are a lot of songs that are being sung in churches all over the country and the world for that matter and <clears throat> so what uh, today we're going to do a little exercise and what this is is we're taking a look at the top ten praise and worship songs in 2022. That's current. That's today. Uh, the top ten songs. We're gonna. T- what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a look at the words of these songs. And uh, what, what we're gonna accomplish is this: is number one, we're gonna take a look at them in a uh, as for their scriptural. You know how how do they line up with Scripture? I mean, uh, you know, um, and then we're going to take a look at it in in a few other areas, uh, how how what their effectiveness is. Uh, and, and, uh, well, we're just going to discuss them as we go down. And let me, let me, let me state right at the beginning, we're not here to tear up a particular group or a particular artist or anything else like that. That's not the purpose. The purpose is to kind of take a look at where we are on the, in, in the spectrum of things when it comes to praise and worship today now um and let me just give you a little bit of background now back uh, I remember we we did a um, uh, we did a review on the the documentary called the Jesus music back uh, uh, several months ago and uh we 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 watched the video and we were it was the the video was talking about the how things progressed with Christian music from I would say late sixties to right now to current times. And um, a lot of different artists popped up, you know, and you're over there going, yeah, I remember him. I remember him. And, you know, a lot of us who who were Christians at that time uh, remember a lot of this transition. However, one of the the points that was made by uh, Michael W. Smith is that during the 90s, what had happened with Christian contemporary music, is that it really had become more worldly-based. And the, the, the reason I say that is during that time, the, um, the secular companies or whatever grabbed a hold and bought out all the Christian labels. So now you have the world telling the Christians what's important. And what, what ended up happening is then there was an endless pursuit of getting up on the, you know, getting the awards, going to the what the Dove Awards and that type of thing and, and getting your award for being best song artist, best this, that, the other thing. And of course, churning out those records, getting those, uh, you know, you get the platinum or the silver or whatever that is that they, they measure. In. And the more albums you sold, the better, they all loved you even better. And the thing is, is that Michael W. Smith, he said, hey, well, we are getting our eyes off of what this is all about. So during that time, and it was right around the 2000 change, around the millennial change, is that God began to impress him to come out with a praise and worship album. And uh, some of those songs, I mean, if you're like me, uh, well, I've followed it all along, but, A lot of these are familiar, and, um, you know, he he talked about this is the air I breathe. I think, Pastor, you were mentioning that earlier. Uh, One that that was out, uh, I'm coming back to a heart of worship. In other words, we are refocusing our attention and our goal with music towards God and towards worshiping him uh, because they basically lost their way. And at that point, there was a surge. It was a movement. I mean, things began to move in the music industry where artists were coming out with some amazing songs. I mean, song when Darlene Chick took the reins and began to uh, do some of her songs, some of that uh, Shout to the Lord and, and all that, That was really, really, it was popular, but it was drawing people back to worshiping God. Now, here we are today, 20 to 22, somewhere in that area, years later, And to say, okay, are we still worshiping God? And what kind of music are we putting out? These are worship songs that are being uh, used in churches all over the world.
0: Yeah, we should make mention of that. These are not just things that come over the radio or CDs that people put in their cars. No, no. No, many of these are being adapted for worship in our local churches.
1: Yeah, well, and, you know, as uh, uh, working together uh, here to uh, doing praise and worship here at our church, we, we look and we listen. I mean, I am constantly through the weeks and months and years or whatever, I'm listening online to K-Love or wherever that is, as well as going online to YouTube or what have you, listening for songs that may be adapted and may may be useful in in, in you know introducing new music as praise and worship. And it's really important. And frankly, I I do feel, and I, I mean that's that's my conviction is that um, it's very important that we have sound biblical songs that are actually uh, they agree with what the Bible says, right? And they're worshiping God. So uh, so that that's you know, and Pastor, the the Bible talks about praise and worship, and could could you bring out a couple of verses? There, I think you had a couple of verses. Uh,
0: yes, uh, here in Ephesians 5, and uh, and once again, just looking at the way Ephesians broke down, the first three chapters are primarily what we would call theology or doctrine, and the, the next three are the practical working of that. And so Paul starts out in chapter 5 and talks about being an imitator of God. Imitator of God. And, uh, and in this concept, Uh, verse 15 he says therefore be careful how you walk not as unwise men but as wise making most of your time because days are evil Uh, and then do not be foolish but understand what the will of the Lord is and do not get drunk with wine which is dissipation but be filled with the spirit speaking to one another in psalms hymns and spiritual songs singing making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. He wrote another uh, similar, uh, uh, well, he wrote similar to another in Colossians. And we always talk about comparing Paul with Paul. Mm-hmm. So, Paul wrote both of these. Both of these were written in the middle part of the first century. So uh, that's interesting. And to the Colossian believers, uh, this is sort of the the whole concept of, you know, you've been raised up with Christ. Keep seeking the things above. And uh, in verse twelve, he says, "So then, or so as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bearing one another, forgiving one another. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also so also should you." beyond all these things, put on love, which is a perfect bond of unity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and then the, the connection between Colossians three here, specifically with what we read in Ephesians five, is instead of saying, do not be drunk with wine, which is uh, dissipation, be filled with the spirit. Here he says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Indeed, you were called into one body and then let the word of Christ richly dwell with you in other Mm -hmm. words that's a concept there uh you know be filled with the spirit let the word of christ richly dwell with you with all wisdom teaching admonishing one another with psalms hymns spiritual songs singing with thanksgiving thankfulness in your heart to god and whatever you do in word and deed do all in the name of the lord jesus and giving thanks to him to God the Father, and uh, you know, and just making some observations Mm -hmm. about this, is that really the worship he's talking about, whether it's Psalms, hymns, or spiritual songs, should be spirit-filled. Yes. And yet connected to the Word of God. the, The Word of Christ, so all that's within that context, and every part of it is, do all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus, Giving thanks to him to God the Father, he said a little different there in yeah. e- in, a, in Ephesians, but it's saying the same thing. And so, you know, when we talk about the Psalms, and we were talking about this earlier, I mean, what what is he referring to uh, when he mentions Psalms, and what's he referring to with hymns and spiritual songs? And and like we said, it's the Old Testament. Yes. Um. And and because I mean, if once again <laughs> comparing Paul with Paul. And it wouldn't matter whether we're talking about Ephesians or we're talking about Colossians yeah. or Romans or any other letter he wrote. One of the things he does, he quotes out of the Psalms pretty much more than any other passage. I mean, they're yeah. just loaded with that. And, and so he's, he's talking about Psalms. You know so I mean,
1: so they they literally had the book of Psalms or the Psalms available to them at that time yes so they could read them and go over them and you know speaking to yourselves in Psalms so you most likely was referring back to the Psalms that they had available well, I mean,
0: that's the only thing they would have had I mean the Bible of the old uh, of the early church was the Old Testament yes I mean when they're preaching the gospel they're not preaching out of Matthew Mark Luke, and John they hadn't been written yet yeah so yeah, <laughs> you that's know, true. it's uh yeah it, it, that in fact in fact, the, the Old Testament was the Bible of the early church pretty much until the printing press, if the, if the truth be known. Yeah. Uh, because most people just didn't have copies of the New Testament even up to that time. Okay. I mean, they were rare, you know I mean? Because well, everything's being handwritten.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, we don't have a way to, you know what I mean? that We don't have that many copies that we can give to every individual believer. Yeah. So primarily in your church service, you know, your church might have a collection of New Testament letters, mm-hmm. uh, but what they almost always, pretty much had, was the Old Testament yes. because that had been around for so many years. Sure, and uh, it's just like in the synagogue when Jesus went into it, they was they handed him a scroll. He found the place. He took an Isaiah scroll. Yeah, and he found the place. There was no chapters or verses in it. That was later. And he, he found the place where he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon, upon me. me. We yes. know that is Isaiah. I mean, uh, yeah, Isaiah 61. But yeah, so, sad, uh, so when they're talking about Psalms, I mean, I I got to think, well, what, what, what Psalms could they have in mind, uh-huh. you know? And, uh, and well, let's go on. We know that's what we're talking about. Hymns. I mean, we're pretty much talking about something in the Old Testament that relates to God's acts, God's. Character traits, yes. God's power, what He does, mm-hmm. and a spiritual song, spontaneous worship.
1: Spontaneous and worship, and we
0: see that in a uh, Hannah in First Samuel, First Samuel chapter God. two, and Elizabeth over there in Luke chapter, I think one. Okay, you know, and those are just examples of spontaneous worship. But what what what's what Old Testament Psalm could He be referring to? And and uh, and I thought about this is one that I use in my own prayer time and uh and, and so let me just read it it's psalm 103 mm-hmm. and uh and uh anyways he starts out by saying um and by the way this is considered a psalm of david he said bless the lord O my soul so he's telling his soul to bless the lord okay i mean that's a, that's an important principle right yes, there yes it is sometimes <laughs> you got to just tell yourself man you're going to worship god you're he's worthy bless. okay yeah. So bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that's within me. Bless, bless his, his holy, holy name. name. Yes. And of course, what would David be referring to there? He would be referring to Yahweh. Yes. And uh, and there's all kinds of Yahweh compounds that are used, and so you know, you kind of pick it. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, and uh, and then he says, "Bless the Lord, O oh my soul." So he says it begin. He said, "Forget none of His benefits," mm-hmm. and and here he says, "Who pardons all your iniquities." who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life for the pit, who crowns you with love and kindness and compassion, who satisfies your heart with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. And then you just go on. The Lord performs righteous deeds and judgment for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the sons of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious.
1: Mm-hmm. Slow of
0: anger and abounding in loving kindness. It, it just gets better and better. Yeah. But 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 the point of it is is can you imagine worship in the first century church where we don't know what their worship words we don't have records of that. No. Okay? No. But can you imagine music, whatever version of it they had? Yeah. Put to that. Oh yeah. I mean, and I know there's other people who have song based on that. Sure. But I mean, you know, that is I mean the name of the Lord, uh, every bit of this is about who God is. Yes. And uh, and I think that could be a hymn. Yeah.
1: Him. We see what this music uh, or the Psalms were embedded in what God, what, uh, who God is and his greatness yes. is, uh, you know, what he does for us and that type of thing. It was all pointed God word. Now, when, when we look at a hymn, we look at the, the Greek word, humanos, um is the word hymn for him in the uh, in the New Testament and it talks about a song of praise to God. So that, that is directed to him. Right. Now and I, I look at that pastor and I say, and then I remember the verse that says that God inhabits the praises
0: of his people. You know, and that is true. I, I I'm thinking I, I love Isaiah 66, it is fascinating, uh-huh. it, it really is. It's, I mean, just taking it all the way through and, and, and ministering on it. Uh, if you're a preacher and you're listening to this, this is one of the most fascinating portions of scripture as it relates to what God accepts, what God doesn't, yeah. and uh, what he receives and what he doesn't. And, uh, but in Isaiah 66, it says, "Thus says the Lord, heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. What house could you build for me? Yeah. And uh, he said, Where is the place that I may rest? For my hand made all these things. Thus all these things came into being, declares the Lord. But to this one I will look. So, in other words, this is what God recognizes, and this is applicable in worship. Sure. It's applicable in, in anything we do for God. He said, But to this one I will look, to him who is humble, of a contrite spirit, and who trembles at my work the reverence of of, of god and what he has said i mean that's what god that, that's what god responds to yes he doesn't respond yes. to pride
1: pride and, or uh, selfishness or and, and, and whatever you know,
0: and to be very honest i'm not and I, I I probably ought to make a self-disclosure here i don't listen to contemporary worship okay i, I don't listen to it on the radio i don't own see i mean i just don't do it i don't listen to any music on the in my culture. yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, the only worship music I listen to is what we have in the church, and that's sure. it. So I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I guess, I'm exposed to it. Yeah, but, uh, but I just, you know, so I don't have, I don't have a, uh, I don't have a stake in the game. You okay, know what I mean? I don't, sure. You know, not that I don't care, but, but, uh, but I just don't do that. Uh, so, so you know, my point about worship is that if it, it needs to honor God. That's my opinion. Okay. And, uh, and of course, growing up. You know we're roughly the same age, and and uh, I still remember Don Francisco, uh, 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 the Green guy. I Can't think of his first name right now. Oh, Steve Green uh, or Keith Green. Keith Keith Green. Green. Oh yeah. Some of the Second Chapter of Acts, Dallas Holmes, the 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 older Imperials, Mm -hmm. you know, and and so like that. And and I remember as was a teenager back then, and those were impactful to me. Yes, because they honored God. Uh, the worship uh, was, and, and and not only that, the greatness of God and who yes. He was, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think that's important.
1: Yeah, and I I I wouldn't say that things have changed uh, with music in that what we should expect from music or from Christian music or from uh, worship music. Right. And if if it's if if we tr- if we call it worship music, it better be worshiping God. Yes. Yeah. So b- yeah. bottom line. And uh, that's why, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, and uh, there are s- several in this top 10 list that we've been talking about. And uh, and the thing is that, that uh, a lot of it's good. A lot of it's good. We went through and we've read some of this. Uh, or read all of it. Actually, I went read through all of these uh, lyrics. Now, what we're not doing here is we're not going to play the music with them. We're going to look <laughs> at the words. The, uh, the music, music, or the you know the music can really stir you up and can get you hyped and say, "Oh, wow! is not that a rockin' tune?" Well, it may be rockin', but it may be as shallow as uh, as uh, anything when it comes to scripture or actual meaning in it um there uh you said there was a, a, a verse that you talked about, pastor that said talked about
0: repetition uh yes um one that's one of the things we saw when we were looking through here uh there was one particular song I can't remember wh- which one it was, and by the way, I don't know what the music is to any of these no. and I haven't listened to them Mm-mm. I'm just reading them and um oh, I don't remember which one it was do you remember? Oh, uh, let me see. There was firm foundation,
1: but what we're we're going to get? We'll get to that here in a bit, and a little bit more. But the, what you're talking about? Uh, where is he? Okay, here it is. He won't. He won't.
0: Oh, he won't. He won't been, fail. I mean,
1: he won't fail. He won't. He won't. He won't fail. He won't fail.
0: And you know, and 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 I mean, I understand this kind of <laughs> hypes people up, but but you know, Matthew chapter six, we ought to compare everything with scripture. Yeah. I mean and I know it irritates people when, when, when I know it does in our church sometimes. I'm always, you know, say, Well, what does scripture say about it? Yeah. You know, and and uh and you, you can see sometimes the hits going, Well, yeah. well. you know, well, let's, let's let's look at it. Well, Matthew chapter six, Jesus talked about prayer and mm-hmm. worship is to God and therefore is a form of prayer. prayer. Yes. It should be.
1: <laughs> oh well, yeah, it <laughs> you should know, be. Yeah. and
0: uh and, and so Uh, You know, Jesus talked about, and and don't be like the Gentiles who use meaningless repetition. Okay. Now, repetition can be a way to learn, too. I I get that. So he wasn't saying all repetition was bad. No. But meaningless repetition. Yeah. He said because they think they'll be heard by doing it this way.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, that's not good. You Mm -hmm. know, not meaningless, not... When I see this song right here, and I don't even know who who is this Maverick and City Maverick and City
1: Cody Carnes, yeah,
0: yeah, he won't, he won't, he won't fail, he won't fail, he won't, he won't, no, 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 he won't fail, he yeah. Won't fail, but he what won't we're fail. what
1: we're reading, uh, yeah, yeah, what we're reading is, is actual performance yeah. words or lyrics from when they were performing it into probably a huge, massive crowd.
0: Well, see, and then, then the chorus, he won't sing it out, sing, he won't, no, he won't, no, he won't, he won't fail, he won't fail, he won't, he won't, yeah, he won't, I've never seen him fail, no, he won't fail, he won't fail, I have a testimony of a story to sing. Well, you know, after I've been, just read this, I'd like, you know, not, not to be ugly here, could you just please be quiet and tell it then? Yeah. You know, that that's, you know, wow, then he... They go into it again over here on the next page, and there is a story to tell. I mean, you know. Okay. You
1: know, well, okay. But, but, so I, we may take this a little out of order. That's firm foundation, <laughs> but you know, the thing is, is that you got a crowd. You just, you know, and everybody's just jiving and they're rollicking and they're all getting into the flow and and yeah. all
0: that. However, and, and they are making a reference to you know the 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 Matthew. Um, yeah, well, blue, the- was yeah. it was rain came, wind blew, but
1: my house was built on you. I'm safe with you. I'm going to make it through. Rain came, wind blew, but my house was built on you. I'm safe with you. I'm going to make it through. I mean, this thing just keeps repeating, 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 and then, now this this is the one thing that stood out to me, and I told you this a little earlier because it irrit- it's very irritating to me. But at the end of the song, now they're, they're writing the lyrics to this of everything that they did. At the end of this, quote unquote, worship song, which is intended to worship God. Yeah. Last words that he said, y'all give it up for the legendary Cody
0: Carnes. Yeah, that, that seems inappropriate. Uh, you know, we're I, worshiping God, but y'all give it up to the legendary Cody Carr. Yeah, there's a time to do that. That didn't. I don't think that was a proper time. Maybe, maybe there's some. They're like some people I know. They just get beside themselves. Well, and, you uh, know, but... the
1: point, you know, and yes, and the, the point what the that is uh, that I think is driving home here is that this is worship music, but we are performing it as a concert. It turns into a concert. This is no longer we're worshiping God. It's a concert that y'all come to, and I know you've paid $50 to come and see, uh, for a ticket to come and see all these well, people. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so y'all come and see, you've seen this, and y'all give it up for Cody Cards over here and all that. And I said, say, well, is it a bad song? I didn't say it's a bad song, but what I am saying is this. Well, we uh, the, we no longer are worshiping God here. We are performing the song for for the for the
0: audience. Well, and I, and if I missed something here, and I was scanning through to hope I would find it, but they're telling the story about you know the two people who build their house. Build, know, built
1: the house on the rock and the, the sand. And yeah. On the yeah, sand. Mm-hmm.
0: And 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 maybe we all need to go back and look at this context. This is about the narrow gate and the wide gate. Yeah. This is about false prophets. This is about. This is about not everybody who says, Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom. And uh, and then he talks about how people will prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name. And I will declare to them, I never knew you. And then he says, therefore. So in other words, he's using this story as a reference to what he just said about yes. the narrow gate, false prophets, and those who prophesy okay. falsely. And he says, therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on a rock. And then everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. I didn't see anything in this song that said, I'm listening to your word, God. I'm, I'm taking your word and I'm building my life on it. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. I mean, because... It, well, the, it, the
1: song talks about firm foundation. And right at the front, it says, the first line is, Christ is my firm foundation. You say, okay, he's mentioned in the Lord. And then down a little bit, because I built my life on
0: Jesus. Yeah, I built my life on Jesus. What I mean, I understand it's a song. It's not a sermon. I, I understand that. But there's so much confusion on what that means. Okay. We talked about that in a podcast. You yeah. Know? I mean, I'm a Christian. I, I, love, I love the Lord. How do you know you love the Lord?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you mean by that? Well, how do you know? Well, the only way the Bible says you can know that is if you actually obey him. Yes. And what does that mean? Well, I obey his word.
1: And that, that, that's yeah, what it was you know, saying. In the scripture was saying that he'll liken the man that's in the, um, built his, his house on the rock or whatever, as the person that hears the word. And Obees obeys it, it.
0: Or acts on it. Mean, acts act on, on it. Journey, acts you on you it. Obe- obeys it. Obeys it. It's, it's, so
1: what is that really bringing about the scripture?
0: Well, I mean.
1: they say, well, we're getting analyzed. Well, it's, yeah. really,
0: it's very vague on that part. Now, someone says, well, we can't put everything in there. Well, my point is, I don't understand why we couldn't put that in there. That's I mean, the, you'd, at but, least you Well, what man, if you're a brand you? new Christian? What if what if you're somebody that just got saved last week. You have no church background. You've never even heard this story in your whole entire life, and you're trying to figure it out. And uh, and all of a sudden you hear this song, and uh, are you gonna get it? I mean, I get I get what they're trying to say, but yeah, yeah. I've been I've been I've been I've been a, a Christian for over forty years. Uh-huh. Uh I've Been well, I've been in ministry almost forty years. I've been a believer for almost. Well, more than that, yeah, and uh you know, so I've been raised in church all my life. There's never been a moment in my life where I wasn't in church, okay, and so I get it, but yeah. that may not be the experience of everyone who comes to christ,
1: okay, so you so know, you know and the 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 thing is they well well you're you're really nitpicking well, it's not necessarily nitpicking to add to to really if you're going to 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 me uh, I put my faith in Jesus, yeah. Okay,
0: and so my, I'm built on the rock. Is that, is that what the scripture is no, saying? that's not what his story was about. It's everyone who hears what I'm saying. Okay. Who hears my word.
1: Hears my word and, and act, acts
0: on it. Acts on it will be like a man who built his house on a rock. And everyone who hears my word and does not act on it, they don't obey it, Yeah, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. -hmm. That is what Jesus was talking about. And by the way, let's just remember, he's talking about entering a narrow or a broad way. Yeah. He's talking about false prophets that come in sheep's clothing. Yes. He's talking about people who say, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we work miracles in your name? Didn't we cast out demons in your name? And he said, I'll declare to you, I never knew you. Wow. You know, and so he says, Therefore. Mm-hmm. Whoever hears these sayings of mine, yeah, will be like a man who builds his house on the rock. Okay, now that has a little different message.
1: Yeah, so in it's not just enough to say, "Well, I put my faith in Christ." Well, how are you doing that? Are you obeying his word? Are you doing and acting? That's the man who is built upon the yeah, rock. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Well, I, we've uh, we've taken a look at one of these. Rep,
0: yeah, repetitions there. Repetitions and that, there. That, I'm, I'm being serious right here. And I know, I know this may upset somebody, but that, that seems almost meaningless in repetition. Yeah.
1: He won't, he won't, he won't fail. He won't fail. Okay. Well, God, of course God never fails. But the thing is, yeah. he won't, he won't, he won't fail. But... What's the point? Are you draw if you're if you're going to use scripture
0: in a song, use it right. Use it right. Yeah. If you're not going to use it right, then don't write the song. Yeah. I don't Find that, something I don't else know, to I write. I don't, about. I don't know if that's too hard. Well, but,
1: no, and, and it may, I don't think it's too hard. I think that I think we 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 really need to. You know, uh, my wife Adina, uh, she she takes lessons from. One of the legendary, which is we really blessed, that she takes lessons from uh, Lanny Wolf, who wrote a lot of the old school um, songs uh, dur- uh, back in the day. Um, it was, uh, well, I'm trying to remember some of these. Uh, I keep falling in love with him over and over again. Stuff that you heard years and years ago, and that type of thing. That, but he's he's written so many. Um, uh, what is it? Sandy Patty and Larnell Harris yeah. uh, had a song that they got uh, they got awards for singing his songs. And anyway, but one of the things he gave her a list and of things that you have to do when you're songwriting because she's, she's she writes songs. And one of the things was is that you have to make sure that it's lining up with Scripture. Right. It has to line up with Scripture.
0: Yeah, it can't be. Songs do not have. Well, here's a way to illustrate it. If you want to do a song and tell a story from the Bible, hey, check out Don Francisco.
1: Oh, man. I mean,
0: what a master storyteller. Yeah. Uh, you know, like uh, the the, the uh, Keith Green. hmm I mean, these are people... Uh, even um, even that one guy, I can't think of his name right now. Did, did the champion and
1: oh Char- Carmen, yeah Carmen. Marvin,
0: I mean, they actually told a story. Yes. biblically. Don Francisco played the best. Oh, uh, and was I amazing. mean, he just, I mean, it's going to be a long. He's still song, proud, but yeah. But mm-hmm. it, it was amazing what he would do, and just moving Dallas Home. Dallas uh, Home did a similar thing, a little different, but but di- a similar thing. So if you are going to tell the story, tell it right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, anyway, and then, of course, my my point on that song, this uh, give it up for Cody Carnes, what are we trying to do here? We're supposed to be worshiping God. Not I'm not mm-hmm. saying they were worshiping Cody Carnes.
0: No, they were.
1: But they were not in a frame of mind or in a state of worship at that point. If you're going to be telling somebody to go... Uh, uh, well,
0: let's just put it this way. I don't think the the Shekinah glory of cloud of the Lord had moved into that building and everybody was on their face before God worshiping. And all of a sudden they said, give it up for Cody Garnes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know how to say this, but it's well, I'll shut up
1: anyway. Okay. <laughs> well, and I, I'm just, I relate what I, you know, and I, I, I was watching, oh man, this was back, uh, maybe a year or so ago, we were watching uh, a big worship experience that they had uh, with a bunch of artists that were in a big old coliseum. I mean, that place was packed. And there was this people, there's so many people there. And they were going about the music and singing the music and all that. And I'm over here going, you know, I mean, the music sounds good. I mean, you know, from, from that. But... There was nothing, no spirit, no you know, nothing. It, it was, it was, it was shallow. Yeah. And the thing here is, is what ha- what do we have right now? We've moved from of coming back to a heart of worship.
0: Yeah, you are the air I breathe. Yeah. I mean, to, and we're going from that to. He won. He won. He won. He won. He won. And I, I, you know, I'm—I don't know. I'm just looking at it from my perspective. Like I, like I said, I'm not one of these people that listen to all this stuff. I hope, I hope to God, that that you and my wife and the worship team never want to sing that at church. I, no, I would give me. it up for. Okay, anyway, well, I, I was to that. I think that would just get on my. Back. All right, now they probably would. Um,
1: Let, well, let's let's yeah. let's pop back on this list here. Yeah. We're we're talking about we were talking about vain repetitions and all this, and we. We, repetition to build up, I, I'm, I'm going to say something, and I'm not, I think it needs to be said. Uh, there, there is, uh, if you, you may know who I'm talking about, I'm not going to say, because we don't, we're not here to defame people. But there is a group uh, that are very popular in Christian worship music right now where they have documented accounts. And I've, I was looking at this the saying it wasn't just a bunch of hearsay, hearsay. But where they literally go and get a bunch of people, a bunch of kids, whatever. whatever the time. What we're going to do is we're going to have what they call a mosh pit. Now, do, you know you know what a mosh pit yes, is? Yes, I know what I'm Okay, and yeah, that, a mosh pit is they put a, an area... Where, now if you go to some, um, some of these rock concerts they're all beating on each other and yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> but here they were encouraged to rev it up and and to bring the excitement yes now okay, when I saw this and I'm reading about this, it's a very, very popular group and a very popular preacher, but we're, I'm just going to leave it sitting there. Yeah, afterwards you'll have to tell me. Okay, <clears throat> anyway. And what I'm so over there is that they were, uh, to me, they're revving up the, the, the uh, audiences. Right. They do this in secular concerts. Yeah. There's no doubt. I mean, it is they have it in secular concerts. And it's just to get the people excited. Now, what's different in that? Except or if uh, between that and a and a faith evangelist that will literally get people that he knows and put them and scatter them throughout the audience, and at certain times in his preaching, he incur he tells them
0: they need to stand up and yell. Oh yeah, preach, preach, and preach, or whatever. Out and have a pre-programmed word of knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and by the way, that does happen. Yeah. And I would dare say that it happens more often than you think. Uh, You know, I'll give you an illustration. I went to Argentina in 2000. Okay. And uh, I heard about the revival that was going on there. The Radio Race Church in Buenos Aires Uh was hosting it. That was uh, Claudio Frizon, and he was a pastor. And one of the highlights of it was Carlos Anacondia. Okay. Was going to be there, Argentine evangelist. Heard a lot of good things about mm-hmm. his ministry. Okay. Read up a little bit about it, and and, uh, and uh, you know, and, and one of them said, you know, if you have demons, I don't care who you are, you know, you might have problems. So I, I thought about that too. So it was one of the four nights or five nights that we were there, mm-hmm. and we had, they had morning, afternoon. These are long services. Uh, yeah. People in South America love differently than we are and uh, and i don't know how everything got started but people were at the front and w- w- the Argentine people they will crowd in there is no such thing as perfect oh, space. yeah and uh and, and i got all mashed up and somehow carlos and acandia got in the same circle that i was in okay and he prayed for me and I- and we were all—we could not get away from each other. That's, but this wasn't pre-programmed. This was just people worshiping. Yeah, we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of people.
1: There. Okay.
0: And I'm and I'm sitting there, and I, and and then so he'd come back, he'd pray for me again. Okay. Because he couldn't get out of this. Well, I'm just going to keep praying you know, for thing. you, brother. So he he just why not? You know okay. what I mean? And and I bet mean, he prayed for me ten times before we finally got out of there. And, and the the thing that blessed me more than anything is I didn't manifest a demon. I felt better about myself anyway. Like the Lord. And I thought, well, if I got prayed for about twelve times by Carlos Anacondia, and I didn't I didn't manifest I I didn't have a demon anyway. Yeah. But I just but 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 that wasn't pre-programmed. That okay. was a spontaneous act of the spirit. And it and I didn't see that any other time. Yeah. In any other service, that just happened to be something that happened. Okay. And and it wasn't just about me and Carlos Anacabia. I'm sure there were other things happening in other places. I'm just speaking of my experience because I'm the one that got caught in the little mosh pit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it wasn't a pre-programmed one. I yeah. just got got. Well, surrounded. it just
1: happened. There was a lot of people there. Yeah. But, that, but that, that's, that's not... a lot different than saying, okay, we got an area over here, and I'm going to get a bunch of people to hype this congregation yeah. up. Yeah. And 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 this type of thing because, and then the preacher will get in there and when he's starting to preach, all I all you hear is PMA, positive mental attitude stuff, and all that. So this this
0: particular group did that.
1: Yes, they did this, and that is. uh, I wanted to make sure that I was. And they also took
0: people to come up to the front where they would. Well. And so they had people pre-programmed to do that. I'm going to be honest. That seems sinful. Uh,
1: I would think so. That
0: seems, I wouldn't feel comfortable with that. I mean, I have have looked at some of our leaders in the past and encouraged them, uh, you know, when we call an altar call for people just to come up and pray. Yeah. You know, I encourage people, you know, it'd be nice if y'all came up and prayed. Sure. Because it will encourage others. Uh, That's not something we mandated or something we did over service. It was just something I said, you know, think about it. Yeah. You know, I mean we all need to pray. We all need to worship. We didn't get people we didn't know. These are leaders in our church. Yeah. And uh, I said, look, if nothing else you just come down there and you pray and you may be the difference between when someone else would feel comfortable coming down there.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh but but we never mandated it, never said, "Hey, on this service or whatever, you know, and and by the way, that we hadn't even said anything about that in years now. Yeah, yeah. But 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 to have people, especially people you don't know. Yeah, and and bring them in and and just to hype up or or you know I've never told anybody hey at a certain part of my message just say Hallelujah yeah you know or Amen or, yeah, or we used or, to be, or, we, we people used, pointing at them preaching preaching preaching
1: back in Bible that, college I we just, used to make jokes about that is that when you would write up your sermon that you would actually put over here uh, you know uh, when you're 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 talking over here at this point, at this particular point, you need to wave your hand or you need to kick your leg or you need to shout hallelujah, uh, this type of thing. That, that is, it's, it's a bunch of hocus. And, but at the same time, when it comes to praise and worship, and we're hearing this type of thing is that, that my, my point is, is you look at all these audiences, you look at all these thousands and thousands, and you, it looks like there's a giant revival happening. Yeah. And things I mean God must be moving all over the place. But we look at the statistics, we look at what's going on and people are not going to church. Yeah. They're not what
0: for how all can we of, for resolve all the that? popularity of worship music, all the popularity of mega churches, uh all the all the churches, I mean, like, well, let, let's just look at our city. There is a, I don't know how many churches are in Georgetown, Texas.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't even know how many Spirit Field churches are in Georgetown, Texas. They're mm-hmm. popping up all the time. It's hard sure. to keep count. Uh, and I'm not against that. Don't misunderstand. But what what do most all of these have in common? All of them are about a half full or a quarter full. Yeah. And this is not in Georgetown, this is everywhere. It's everywhere. You know, I mean, yeah, when we want to feed, pre- feed feed people brisket, everybody comes and comes to our service. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know,
0: we'll have a packed house. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but, but you food. know, but, but I mean, you know, I, I'm just saying that, you know, for all of of the supposed technology, all the supposed, uh, we got Bibles, we got Bible apps all over our yeah. deal. People don't read their Bibles. They don't pray. And now they don't come to church.
1: Yeah.
0: And yet they'll sit there and listen to all kinds of YouTube preachers, and they'll sit there and listen to Christian radio, and and and, and they're less social in their evangelism. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're ordering all our groceries online now because I guess we're still afraid we're going to get COVID.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. That's, oh yeah.
0: Ah. Anyway, and, and we just keep on doing all this, and what 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 is the result? We're not having connection with God with our brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And secondly. We're not having any interaction with anybody that needs to know God. That's true. That needs Jesus as our Savior.
1: Well, I mean, we're and bottom line, we're not fulfilling the Great Commission. Yes.
0: Matthew 28. Well, let's just tear that out of our Bible. We don't need that. Yeah, we
1: don't need that anymore. Well, because we're more progressed. We, yeah, we have yes, a more we're, of a progressive. We're we more have a, enlightened. We'll more just take somebody. Yeah. You
0: know, there's nothing like the personal testimony of what God's done in your life. Yeah. Sharing it with somebody that needs to hear it. Yeah. Because they are in a state of hopelessness.
1: Yeah. You can't reach them if you're not there. Yes. Uh, So, okay. Well, let's turn back here. I'm going to, let's bring up uh, Man of Sorrows, Travis Cottrell. This is one that you would, that uh, we were talking about how that it was really good. Actually, the words are really good here. Um, Yeah, I don't think I can read it with that. Okay. Let me read it then. He says, Man of Sorrows. Lamb of God, by His own betrayed, the sin of man and wrath of God, has been on Jesus laid. In other words, the the sinless yes. man's sin, and God God actually yeah the, all that la- the wrath to to me that's scriptural. Yes. I mean that they laid all that upon that, that, Jesus when Paul's he was on the theology. cross. That's
0: yeah. theology. Yes. He who knew no sin became sin for us, mm-hmm. in order that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. Yes, yes.
1: Silent as he stood, accused, beaten, mocked, and scorned, bowing to the Father's will, he took a crown of thorns. Um, this is just—it's telling the
0: story of what
1: happened to Jesus. Isaiah
0: fifty-three. Yeah. I mean, this is—I uh, mean, no, we don't have the the crown of thorns there, but we have the ideal yeah. that he was a sheep led led to, to the, the slaughter. Silent.
1: Yep silent and then oh that rugged cross my salvation where your love poured out over me now my soul cries out hallelujah praise and honor unto thee now that's giving the lord
0: praise for what he did on the cross do you notice something in here i just noticed i don't see an eye in here anywhere I don't either. I do say, "A uh, my salvation." I get that. Well,
1: that's understandable. But, but,
0: but I mean, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just. But what I do, there, yeah, this is all about God. Yes.
1: What He did, <clears throat> sent of heaven, God's own Son to purchase and redeem, and reconcile the very ones who nailed Him to that tree. Oh my goodness!
0: Yeah, you go into First Corinthians, and Paul talks about. How he reconciled us back to God and he gave us a ministry of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is I mean, this is this is Paul's theology, this is Isaiah's theology, <clears> uh, <throat> you know, about God. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. It? And he says, Now my debt is paid, it is paid in full by the precious blood that Jesus spilled. Now my the curse of sin <laughs> has no hold on me, whom the son sets free. Oh, is free indeed. You know, I, what, what what stood out to me about this is we always talk well we always like to quote that some whom the sun set free is free indeed because we want people to go get hyped in our services.
0: And notice, but this is this notice. is
1: what it's talking
0: about here. And, and notice there is a little bit of repetition here. We okay. didn't say repetition was bad. No, we said meaningless. Me- There's nothing meaningless about this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now that my debt is paid, is paid in full by the precious blood that Jesus by Jesus spilled. And it, it becomes, you know, now the curse of sin, he has no hold on me, who the Son sets free, is free indeed. So the repetition mm-hmm. in some of this is just, what is it? It is pointing back to what Jesus did for us on the cross. You see, the, the, this, what it speaks
1: here, that, now the curse, we were bound in the curse and we were bound in sin. We were slaves to sin and has no longer a hold on me because whom the Son has set free is free indeed. That's true freedom is when right. you're let free from the curse of sin. And I mean, this is this is and then, and sound. We,
0: and then we have the resurrection. I mean, the resurrection, see the stone is rolled away. Behold oh, the okay. empty tomb, hallelujah, God be praised. He is risen from the grave. Yeah. I mean, this is the gospel. Yeah. Jesus died for us, he died for us for our sins and took our place and now God's raised him from the dead. By the way, this gospel is the same gospel message uh, in this song that Peter preached to the house of Cornelius in Acts 10.
1: Yeah. And and I, I like how it ends. And how it ends here is he that repeats that chorus, I believe. It says, Oh, that rugged cross my salvation where your love poured out over me. Now my soul cries out, Hallelujah, praise and honor unto thee. And then he repeats that twice, praise and honor unto thee. Pra- he seals it saying, Yes. Praise and honor unto thee. Now that is a true
0: and, and to be honest song with you, I, have, I probably will up. have to get on the Internet, on YouTube, and pull this song up just so I can hear him sing it. Because I have no idea what it sounds like. No. I'm just looking at the words. And when I read the words, it was just like, out of every <laughs> out yeah. every song I looked through, you I'm like not that. saying they're bad. No, I'm not no, saying no, that. No. But this one moved me. Yeah, and I realize that songs can move different people. When I say the song movie, it's not the song, it's the words of the song. Yes, I haven't heard the music, I've never heard this guy sing. Mm-hmm. I don't have any, he, he might sound like a chipmunk. I don't know, and okay. I don't know anything about it. All <laughs> right, so but I, do, but if he does, um, I'd be willing to listen to him sing it.
1: Okay, um. Okay, now this is one that real. Okay, I tell you what. Let's. I'm trying to be positive here, so let let me pull out another one that I feel is a really good one that um, um, I really feel is 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 good because it. Oh, let me see. I'm trying to get to it.
0: Well, a thousand uh,
1: hallelujahs is kind of nice. Yeah, it's it's good. It's thousand a simple song. And, uh, uh, I'm. Oh man. Okay, let's see here. What I see. Thousand hallelujahs. That's a good one. Um, Sorrows. Come on, Steve. Ah, there it is. Okay. Uh, In Jesus' name, Katie Nicole. Now, this is, I've I've been hearing this all over the radio, by the way. When you listen to Christian music, you hear it all over the radio. Uh, And it talks about, I speak the name of Jesus over you. In your hurting, in your sorrow, I will ask my God to move. I speak the name because it's all that I can do. In desperation, I'll seek heaven and pray this for you. I pray for your healing that circumstances would change. Um, And, I mean, if you go down this particular song here, um, I speak the name of all authority, and it says, In Jesus' name. Now, there's no you know, she's talking about Jesus. Right. Not, yeah. You know, I mean, there's no question about it. We, you know, a lot of the complaints that we have today, and I, I mean, they're given some good weight, is that they don't use the name of Jesus in the songs. Now, I'm not saying that every song has to use the name of Jesus. But at the same time, there there is a very valid um Movement to stop using the name of Jesus in songs. Yes, we yeah. would replace it with love or with, you know, or different types of terms. And, you know, what, what it drew my mind back with was when we were talking about this before is I, back in the Acts of the Apostles, when the, when the apostles began their ministry, they would be beaten and they told them, do not preach or speak in this name. Yes. There was an active movement to suppress the usage of the name of Jesus.
0: And by the way, they were threatened to be beaten. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and I can't remember if they beat them on that occasion or not. I can't remember. Uh, I First remember.
1: time, I don't think they did. They just okay. warned them. They and warned then the them. next time, they, they whooped they, them. They whooped them real good. Yeah.
0: But, but, but you know, the point there is, is, is anyone I mean th- I mean I, like I said I don't listen to Christian music. The only Christian music I listen to is what we sing in the church. Yeah. And and that is it. It's a I don't when I say I listen to Christian music, I don't listen to any kind of music. I, yeah. So, you know, I'm not one of these people that listen to country music oh, like country music <laughs> the only the music uh, I got friends that. in low places but and, uh, yeah, I mean if we still had the imperials <laughs> and Dallas home and and, Saint yeah. Chapter and Don Francisco I probably would but uh, but I just don't uh but I guess my question is this is and you've mentioned it earlier uh, and is is this having the disciples were told not to preach anymore in the name of Jesus that's right and, and and of course there was a, a notable miracle of a of a of a, a a blind man. Hold on, no, a lame man. Yeah. That got healed. Got healed and, at, the, uh, at the at, at the, the gate. The, the, gate, the yeah. beautiful gate. And I got that mixed up with the one in fourteen. Okay, early. that's fine. Uh, but uh, and, and so that's what created the controversy. Sure. Which then brought about that situation. Yeah. Um, and they're threatened. They were threatened. They were threatened, and, and later on, they were beat. Yeah. Okay, but they were threatened. And of course, that's when they went back to their own company. They they had this prayer, which the the prayer is, God is a creator. Yeah, He is all powerful. It's 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 all mm-hmm. focused at Him, and then the request for Him to, you know, behold their threatenings. You know yeah, what I mean, look oh, at yeah. what they've done. Mm-hmm. Stretch out your hand. Yeah, and. Uh, so the question is: Is someone threatening our Christian community and people who are writing these songs, and and uh, is 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 that going on? I mean, because, it,
1: but, but well, it's like I, I said, if you got if you have secular companies or whatever that are running the show and then they're producing the songs, they're going to say okay what we need to do is you need to change they they will literally can you they literally sit down and say okay I see a lot of Jesus in here could you kind of use a term like love or whatever like that I don't know how they do it yeah but yeah, yeah it's that there because there there is a massive amount of Jesus undercover
0: here yeah
1: and the the thing is is that yeah, and you have a good point, and I, you know I didn't
0: really think about I mean, that. Did I you? don't know. That are they are being true. threatened? Are they being told not to? But what I do know, I know what's happening in our country. I mean, this, and, the, and I'm assuming this would apply to Christian uh, artists as well as anyone. I think uh, I, I don't think there's any other way to look at it differently. Um, you know, uh, we see the wrath of God. Yeah. And well, we see it all over the world, but I mean, but I'm just speaking about the United States. And uh, we see the wrath of God revealed from heaven. Yeah. And why? Because there are men who suppress the truth. And we see that in the church
1: Mm -hmm.
0: where men suppress the truth. Um, And uh, we see that in society where men suppress the truth, whether we're talking about school districts, whether we're talking about government, yeah. whether we're talking about media, whatever, you know, so, you know, and and, and, we, and how do we know that the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven? Because if you read, and I'm not going to read it here because maybe this is something that people need to do themselves, Yes. but actually, you know, I got to be nice, just actually read the Bible. You read know, the Bible. You know, yeah. I mean, just read it. Yeah. And, uh, in Romans one eighteen through all the way through thirty one. I mean, this is a, what are the manifestations uh, of of men who suppress the truth? God gives them up. He gives them over, and in uh, and, and, and and he gives them up to unclean passions. He gives them up. Uh, he gives them over to their idol worship. He gives mm-hmm. them up to a debased or a reprobate mind. What are the manifestations? What does that look like? Homosexual behavior. Yes. Uh, even their women. It's a shock to Paul. Yeah. Even their women left their natural function.
1: Yes, Romans 1. Yeah. You know,
0: I mean, you know, what is he talking about? To be a mother. The natural function to be a mother. That one woman out there at, the, at, at Kavanaugh's house, I believe. Yeah. You know, fetus equals snacks. I mean, Paul would have, I don't think he could have ever conceived that. No. And so they, 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 uh, they, uh, they, uh, well, the, they, not they only are they sinful, function. but they're
1: proud of doing it. And, and then he, it,
0: he mentions the women right here, yeah. uh, the, the men, and they, they, they did the same thing, they burned in lust toward one another. In other words, men with men,
1: yeah.
0: That wasn't Paul's point, that was Paul using an example of showing, with, a, of showing what happens when, when the wrath of God, ah, yeah, is revealed why because people suppress the truth and so I guess my question here is is I can see this in our country and by the way you can see this all over the world sure and I believe that's why church attendance is down- mm-hmm. I believe that's why the Bonner report when it says that only 37 percent of all our ministers have a biblical worldview yeah and uh that is tragic
1: yeah quite. and
0: uh and you know and so my question then is is someone suppressing the truth here, like in Acts chapter four, yeah. when they're saying you will not speak in the name of Jesus anymore, mm. and threaten them, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. Well, I, I mean, Michael W. Smith made that point back in two thousand, I think, or yeah. maybe nineteen ninety-nine, somewhere in somewhere there, in that area. Yeah, and uh, made that, and you know, we're going to come back to a heart of worship. That was his response. Yeah, I'm not going to be suppressed. Yeah, I am not going to do this.
1: Well, when we look at this, when we look at the 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 top ten, just the top ten, looking at the words, and you know, we see that there are some man of sorrows that are there that are not afraid. That uh, uh, Nicole's talking about in the name of Jesus. I'm in the name of Jesus. We're going to use it. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's it's someone who who seems to say you know I'm gonna say hallelujahs to Jesus yeah that's that to me' that's, that's positive
1: yeah you know now um, what, what I am going to do though is because we' got we got a little short time here but I want to take a look at and by the way let me uh, let me read off the list of the names of these songs here so y'all can if you're interested in looking at the words you can do that on your uh, on your own um, the number one is what he's done by passion. Number two, Same God by Elevation Worship. Number three, <laughs> In Jesus' Name by Katie Nicole. Number four, Man of Sorrows by Travis Cottrell.
0: To me, that should be number one.
1: That's, that is good stuff.
0: Between them and the name of Jesus, I think yeah. they ought to be fighting for number yeah. one. <laughs> yeah.
1: A Thousand Hallelujahs is next on the list by Brooke Ligertwood. Ligert-wood. A Thousand Hallelujahs. What I See by Elevation Worship is next in the list. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. My Soul Will Wait by Sovereign Grace. Firm Foundation by Maverick City slash Cody Carnes. We already talked about that with all the repetition. And with you giving it up for Cody Carnes at the end. The legendary Cody Carnes at the end of the song. Honey in the Rock by Brooke Ligertwood. You see, Brooke had two in there. And I believe that uh, Elevation Worship has three in the top ten. Lion is the last. I think that rounds out the ten by Elevation Worship. Lion. Okay. Now, I want to just go back just shortly. I want to talk about doctrine. And I want to talk about clear thought in a song when I look at this what I see it says come on hands up do you see what I see do you see what I see in other words they're revving it up again it looks like oh I see lightning I hear thunder something stirring six feet under it's catchy it's catchy dead things coming back to life again
0: the, the problem is, oh, I see the lightning, I hear thunder or something stirring six feet under.
1: Isn't like somebody's coming out of the grave? Now, is I mean, he talking about the rapture? Or the... I'm,
0: not, I'm not trying to be ugly here, but Jesus has been resurrected for over 2,000 years. So yeah. I, I mean, are but, we saying we see in the past? Yeah. Uh, are we having a vision? Uh, I, I'm not sure what we're talking about.
1: I here. believe there's about to be another resurrection.
0: Well, if you're saying Jesus is going to come back and the dead in Christ are going to rise right. first, then I don't have a problem with that.
1: Oh, I see signs and I see wonders. I see bursts of living color. Dead things coming back to life again. I believe there's about to be another resurrection. Oh, come alive, wake up, sleeper. Now, this is, what, this is where the, the point is coming. Come alive, wake up, sleeper. He is risen. We are risen with him. Yeah. So
0: this resurrection is not the rapture of the church, or the, it doesn't. It the doesn't appear to me. Through. I mean,
1: I'm confused about yeah, it. Yeah,
0: I mean, that, I mean, because like I said, I'm trying to figure out what the. I'm, I've never heard this song, so I don't know. I'm just looking. I believe there's about to be another resurrection. Uh, there's not when he says, well, when when Paul so, talks about that in Romans, when he talks about wake up sleepers, high time that we awake out of sleep. He's not talking about resurrection.
1: I think what his point is, is that we, the, the believers need to, re- to, to wake up out of their sleep and yeah. to, to resurrect with res,
0: you know, but, but uh, I mean, in that sense, Paul's not talking about resurrection. No, either. he's talking about coming out of a spiritual slumber, getting, uh, well, fervency in spirit, you know, serving God—that's a, a key term there, and I think it's Romans eleven or twelve. Don't yeah. Know. Anyway, uh, but but I, I'm, I'm just saying, he, resurrection is is defined as Jesus was raised from the dead. Yeah. And by the way, there are only two resurrections. Paul talks about that one and, and the resurrection about, of the dead. I'm thought, talking about. It, I'm talking about. There's only two that that matter. That is that one. There's a resurrection from the dead, that is that we are alive with him. Yeah. The next resurrection, everyone's lost. Oh yeah. Like and then one thing I told my dad this, he was asking me about this. Unless Jesus is a separate resurrection than what Paul was talking about. Yeah. And so the resurrection of the there's only two resurrections that are spoken of in the New Testament. Two. Okay. Uh, As it relates to human people here, yeah. Uh, The first one will happen at the what we call the rapture of the church or the catching away. First, Thessalonians. and Mm -hmm. All right, the dead in Christ will rise first. We who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds. Okay, that's the first resurrection. the The scripture is very clear. You want to be a part of the first resurrection. Yes. If you're not a part of the first resurrection, you're going to hell when when you go to the judgment. There is no other way to put that. Yeah. So someone says, what about this, what about, there is two resurrections. Okay. There's only two. The other resurrection will happen at the end it's of a, the uh, tribulation period. The Great White Throne. And, uh, well, actually, the it? end of the millennial reign of Christ. Millennium. And then there will be a resurrection. The dead, the sea will give up its dead. All give these up its dead. Yeah. Those people are not with God.
1: No. Okay?
0: okay. And so there's that's the second resurrection, which is at the Great White Throne Judgment. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, you know, I said, that's biblical. Yeah. And so when you start throwing resurrection around and you're not using it in a biblical connotation. Yeah. You know, uh, see,
1: that's this is what uh, I believe there's about to be another resurrection. Okay, OK, see that grave, nobody in it. Dead things coming back to life again. I believe there's about to be another resurrection. Now listen to this. Course It says, "Come alive, wake up, sleeper. He is risen. We are risen with him. Paradise flung wide open." Now what's paradise a uh, paradise? That you know we talked about paradise as being the place where the where Old Testament believers were there prior when Jesus was.
0: Another way to say that. Crucified he, he, he went
1: t- down and he, he led kept while he opened Yeah, weather. yeah.
0: And Jesus even used a, a parable about a rich man in in Lazarus. Yeah. You know, the 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 poor man. And, uh, and and what we do know is that from what we can see in the New Testament is that Sheo, which is, you know, an old testament concept yeah. of hell, had two compartments, paradise and one for the wicked dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, and once the resurrection of Jesus happens, then at this point, there is no more paradise anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, are we talking about the resurrection of Jesus? Uh, are we talking about the, we the rapture, of the with church? Him, uh, I mean, I do we're, we're really, it's, that's uh, we, what I'm we saying, it's confusing. Be, it, what, what do we talk about when we talk about the danger of cherry picking scriptures and ripping them out of their context? or applying them to things that they have no application to.
1: Yeah.
0: We're getting into a little bit of this and I realize somebody will probably listen to this and say, "Pastor Paul is being picky." No, I'm being biblical. Yeah. I don't believe we need confusion. We have enough confusion in church. Oh, we yeah. don't need people writing songs confusing people.
1: No. Yeah. Now listen to this interlude. This is what they're all singing, right? Then he yells out this to the crowd. Yeah, come on now hear the resurrection life in the room today.
0: What? Yeah, like I said, you're using a biblical concept in a way that is not meant to be used. And and in a day where people are more ignorant of Scripture than ever before, this (laughs) is not helping.
1: (laughs) This isn't helping. In, In the bridge, if you see what I see, that the grave is empty. Now we know the grave is empty. Then you know what I know. Anything is possible. If you see what I see that the grave is empty, then you know what I know. Anything is possible. Do you see what I see? Yeah. Do you see what I see? Oh, do you see what I see? Here we go. Anyway, I shouldn't say that. Okay. I see signs and I see wonders. Do you see what I see? I see lightning. I hear thunder. Do you see what I see? Oh, something stirring six feet under. Do you right. see? You I see that? That's six no, feet under, man. I'm just whoa. I do, I
0: do not see what he is, what who, what they're talking about. Because I can't figure out. Are we talking about when Jesus was raised from the dead? Are we talking about the rapture of the church? Or what? What in the world are we talking about here? I, I honestly, this thing is thrown together. It's like a kaleidoscope of confusion.
1: Yeah, and that's, kind of that's, right this, made, this, yeah, that's what I'm talking about a
0: biblical, theological look. Yeah, you know, and I've never heard this song. I no, don't. No, I haven't gonna, heard any of the music. And to it, I don't even know who, who no. wrote this anyway.
1: Is Elevation Worship?
0: Yeah, and I don't listen to them anyway. So I just don't listen to anybody. See, um,
1: Elevation Worship, and I, let me state this because I as I know some people think that I have something against. I don't. Uh, there are some good stuff and there are some bad stuff. They're hit and miss. But here's the problem. We need to be hitting at all times. We can't be missing. The missing brings confusion.
0: Oh, yeah. Why? why, Well, anyway, I I don't, I I, I just, I'm I'm beside myself. I don't know how to answer it. I just, it, it reminds me of listening to a preacher preach out of a, portion of scripture and he's trying to apply it to something that has no bearing on what that scripture is all about. Mm -hmm. And, and no one, when they're all said and done with it, have a clue on what he's talking about. Yeah. And, and you know, and I've, I've heard enough of that in my life. I don't need to hear it in worship.
1: You know, this, this is the thing. If you're going to preach, if you're going to write songs, if you are going to bring forth the message of the, of the gospel of Christ and that message to the people, you better have your theology straight.
0: Yeah, and and you know, and, and what do we teach people around here? What do we what do we do in foundations podcast. Yeah. I mean, how do we explain this? We use a hermeneutic approach to scripture. What does sure. that mean? That if we don't like that word, let's use the word context. Yeah, we're going to if we're going to take a portion of scripture, we're going to find out, you know, what it's context is where it is we're going to find out what was said before unless we're starting in chapter one yeah and then we're we're a little bit easier there but yeah. i mean but if we're going to romans chapter 12 we kind of need to know what was said in the first 11 chapters mm-hmm. it helps and uh, someone said well i have that kind of time no you cannot you cannot afford to not have that kind of time yeah. You know, and, and so you sat there and, and so if you're going to preach from Romans 12, you better know what all the rest of that said. Yes. Because if you don't, there's a good chance you're going to miss a point. Yeah. And uh, and so if I'm doing that, I'm going to have the context of it. I'm going to take the plain meaning of text. I know Paul wrote Romans. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find out, well, I know he wrote it to those believers in Rome. Yeah. That church there, not the Pope. Okay. Uh, he, he wrote to the, those believers there in Rome,
1: yeah. and
0: uh, and and I can I kind of have a context of what they might have been going through. Romans was written early, yeah. So you know, and and so you know, you think about what was being said. What did it mean to them? What did that mean to them? And then how would that how would that apply to them right there in the first century? Yeah. How would that? Those are easy questions to answer. I mean, my Lord, you get on Google and find out stuff. You yes, ever, yes. You don't have to have a Logos Bible program like you I don't. have. I mean, you can find, you find that out. Go <laughs> yeah. on your phone and ask, you'd be yeah. surprised. And, but, uh, yeah. and then once you found all that out, you ask yourself a question. This is called exegesis. Yeah. What does it mean to me?
1: Yeah. It's pulling the, it's it's, it's coming out. Do you bring the truth out? And and
0: then, you know, what we do is, that's what we call theology. That's doctrine. Yeah. And that's based on a biblical worldview that we believe that every word, word order, punctuation, every word is God breathed scripture. Yes. And so we're going to be serious about this. Mm -hmm. I take my job seriously. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, we're going to be serious about this. You know, I'm not, this makes. I, I'm, I'm just going to share this to illustrate a point. I'm just going to illustrate it. I think it was one of the, the the members of our church asked something, and I said, "Well, it's been a busy day. This is on Wednesday.
1: Okay, been an
0: extremely busy day, and I, I, I forget everything in it. And in there, I had spent three hours. I mean. Just on my message alone. Okay. I, had, I knew what I was doing. I already had some ideals about it, but I mean I spent three hours yeah. pouring over the scripture, making sure that I had the context right. Mm-hmm. We were in Proverbs 7. Okay. And we we're doing a series on Proverbs sure. in the church. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure, because it's a sensitive subject. It's about sexual sin. Yeah. And you know, one of the reasons why we do what we do here is because we believe by doing expository preaching and teaching, and you go verse by verse, chap- chapter by chapter, verse by verse. It's line upon line, precept, precept upon, upon precept. precept. Yeah. You know, we're we're just going to do yeah, this. Then what we have is we can't skip things. Yeah, and you know, of course, then what we did in that message is. When I was studying it, I immediately thought about he, uh, Ephesians 4. Yes. And uh, what Paul talked about, the two different mindsets. Because we're talking about the, the, the young man that was naive
1: mm-hmm. and he
0: lacks sense. Yes. You know, and, and and of course, anyone that gets involved in sexual immorality, yeah, that's kind of stupid. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, that's what it is. That's what the I Bible mean, says, yeah. Uh, and, and so, especially if you call yourself a believer, a believer, yes. you know. And uh, and so we we dealt with that. And like I told uh, that person, I said, I spent three hours poring over this. Yeah. And I did. I mean, I, I didn't even realize that much time it escaped. Mm-hmm. And I finally got what I felt like. And, the, you know, and, I, and so, you know, what, I said all that to say this, that everyone, not just me, everyone should take the word of God seriously. Yes. We should be like Isaiah 66. We should tremble in his word. Yes. I mean, I don't want to present something that's not biblical. No, I don't want to confuse people. And what I don't want out of my worship is I don't want songs that are confusing to people. No, and that last one is confusing.
1: It, it, it is, and you know, doesn't the Bible talk about about when they blow the trumpet if it's an un,
0: uncertain sound? An
1: uncertain, so- oh man, that's a good sound for us title. <laughs> title for- anyway, an <laughs> uncertain sound. And the people will not know. No, they won't.
0: Yeah, and and, you know, and that's that's the same thing here. The problem we have is that there's a lot of uncertain sounds that are going on in the church world today. Yeah. And and I think that's one of the reasons that people could be coming to they're they're becoming disillusioned. Yeah. And I don't blame them. I don't blame people, especially if you're going somewhere and you know you got shallow preaching and teaching. You've got. You got a if if you're you're singing some of these songs in worship, you'd be pretty much confused in your theology. Mm-hmm. Now, these are some of these songs are just absolutely wonderful.
1: Yeah, and, and like I said, we got a mixture. But the thing is, is that first of all, I think, uh, and I'm just going to summarize. We're going to have to wind this down now. I think we're rolling over. But one thing that I see is it when it comes to Christian music, number one. We talk about a lack of Jesus. We're, 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 we don't want to uh, use the name of Jesus in our music. And you're talking about that as somebody being, if so, so, are they being told? Are they being told to suppress that name? And
0: by the way, I don't know that.
1: We don't, we don't know that for 100% sure, but I'm gonna tell you what, something, something's up. Uh, the other thing is this unsound doctrine and confusion that's being brought. And the, the, the last thing is, is the shallowness and are we doing a rock concert? Are we doing a concert instead of truly worshiping God? And that, that's, a, you know, and as a, uh, as a you know, uh, uh, with leading praise and worship, that is one thing that we really, really need to make sure. And if you're going to adapt music from these artists, I would think you need to be very sure of what you're what you're pulling in. Yes, it may have a funky beat. It may just get the people to dance and all all over the place. But I'm going to tell you what: if it's not shallow, if it's not biblically sound, and you're bringing confusion, we as ministers, God will hold us responsible for what yes. we do.
0: Yes. And I, I believe that. I mean, what does what James talk about? You shouldn't all desire to be teachers. You'll mm-hmm. receive a stricter judgment. He he mentioned that about teachers. Yeah. Obviously, people who and and if, and if you're looking at your song and you say, oh, "I want to I want to worship God," but yet I want to teach.
1: Yeah.
0: Somebody, then you better make sure that you're you're teaching what's right and you're living it.
1: Yeah. So, alrighty. Well, I tell you what we've, and I gave you the names of the songs. If you want to look at them, please do. And uh, alrighty. Well, next week we're going to be back again, and I think we have, uh, (laughs) I got some interesting subjects coming up in the next few weeks. But uh, make sure that you tell somebody about the podcast. Spread it out. Tell people. Share it. Uh, we, we have it in different formats now. We have the audio that we put out on Spotify and iHeartRadio and all that. And we also uh, we have the Foundation of Podcast page that's on Facebook. You need to like it so you can get in there. And, and uh, we also have it in video format as well. So uh, God bless you all. And tune in next week. We got more fun, to, uh, we got more interesting subjects to go over. God bless you all now.